0: just to be clear, I have no crystal ball. No crystal ball whatsoever. I have coffee and that sometimes helps, but I wouldn't call it a crystal ball. But that said, apparently I feel emboldened, enabled, supported, and I don't know, beloved enough, oh, there's a word, to, to make a prediction. In fact, I'm going to make a couple predictions, but I'm going to do it in a minute or two. We'll be right back. Welcome to The Talent Cast, the podcast dedicated to helping you get smarter at recruiting and hiring. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of employer brand and modern recruiting so that you, yes you, can hire better talent. Isn't that what we're all trying to do? I'm your host, James Ellis, and you can find me on Twitter at The War for Talent. That's at The War for Talent. Or on the Talent Cast website. Got a question, got a topic, got an idea? Tweet me. I'd love to hear from you. Ready to roll up your sleeves and think big? Great. Let's get to it. Hey, how you doing? James Ellis here. So, before we get into the fun stuff of 2019, oh my God, there's a, there's a number I can't even imagine I'm saying. Uh, 2019 predictions, a couple of small things. Actually, one big thing. Let's, let's skip all the standard housekeeping, blah, 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 and let's talk about something I think is actually helpful and important. And if you're listening to this podcast, I think you might feel it that way too. There's this event called the Talent Brand Summit. I went to it last, let's call it July, yeah, there's there's some sincerity and and, and uh, confidence with an answer, but it's I think it was in the summer. It was hot. It was Austin, very very hot. Uh, but it was a fantastic conference because it was really wasn't a conference. It wasn't a conference in that sense that someone stands at the front of the room and says you know and spends forty five minutes or an hour telling you some semi inspirational, semi bullshit, maybe a tactical rule in there somewhere. Uh, Pablum they. They stole from a book or stole from somebody else's uh, podcast or blog, and you repeat eight times. There's a lunch in which you meet eight whole people who are the people who are sitting at your table that you meet at random, and chances are five of them are from the same company, and so you kind of can't figure out how to get a word in edgewise because they're talking inside gossip stuff you have no bearing on. You take a couple notes. You go back to your office. You might feel a little better about things, and then you go, you go, know, Monday comes, and you look at your notes, and you go, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? And you go back to your life, and that sucks. It just sucks. This isn't that kind of conference. This is definitely not that conference. This was – there were facilitators and people who kind of led discussions, but frankly – the people on stage were the least interesting part of a larger, complicated, and trust me, I adore some of those people on stage. Some of them are my friends. Uh, they did a great job, but that wasn't the thing that made me go, holy crap, this is really interesting. It was everybody around me. It was a table of eight people who were selected, who were selected because they had similar interests to what we were talking about within the employer brand space or similar um, expectations or hopes to get out of that conference. We rotated tables a couple of times, we did a couple of activities that formed forced us to talk to each other, to get out of our blah 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 standard elevator speech bullshit. Uh, It was two days of, and I know the joke is, it's summer camp for employer brand people, and it kind of felt like it, whether there was axe throwing or not. There was. I didn't do any, sadly. Um, But it was a great conference. Why on earth am I telling you? Because they're doing it again, apparently, in Austin, but this time in the spring when it's probably not going to be quite so hot in March. Um, Here's the deal. I'm on the board of the organization who is part of managing this event. Part. I don't know why I said part there. They are managing this event, but I'm not managing this event in any way, shape, or form. But I will be attending in March, and here's the deal. I think you should go. If this is the kind of podcast where you're like, this is useful information, I want this stuff, then this is the kind of event you should go to. Okay, now here's my pitch. I want to give you $200 off the ticket price. Now, here's the nice part, it's in Austin in a resort. The ancillary costs are low. You don't have to pay for any food. Um, it's just the hotel and the flight. You know, if you find a way to share an Uber with someone out to the place, that's great. Uh, but otherwise, the rest of it's covered. It is a it is an absolute dreaming of event. It's there's pools, there's cookouts, there's 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 marshmallow. There were s'mores last time, literally s'mores. Uh, there's plenty of booze. There's plenty of food. I, I think I'm still full from the last time, or maybe that's just Thanksgiving. It's a great event. I want to give you two hundred dollars off, and if you Ping me via Twitter, via email, via website, via I don't care how. Bring on the smoke signals. I don't care. If you ping me and ask me for the code that gets you 200 bucks off the ticket price, I will give you a bonus. Yes, as if that's not bonus enough. I will make sure that when I see you at the event, I will give you a Talent Cast sticker. These are coveted in that they're limited edition. No one else has them except for a handful of people. You will get one to put on your net laptop notebook uh forehead. I don't care. Do what you got to do with it. On top of that, one last promo. It's as if I'm PBS and I'm desperate for a donation. I'm not. If you use my promo code and we get closer to March and we figure out how many people actually use this promo code, I will donate $20 per promo code to charity. My own personal cash, right? And, and not that I have a lot of it floating around, so this is a thing I wanted to do. I thought this would be a great way to kind of tie things together. Right now my charity focus is paying for Kids' school lunches, you know, paying their debt down because that's crazy. Eat some damn food, kids. Go learn stuff. Um, but I'll nail that down shortly. So there you go. If you want to attend this event, if you want $200 off, if you want a sticker, if you want to force me to pony up some cash in my own personal hard earned cash, well, hard earned may be a stretch, uh, to charity, ping me. I will give you the code. There you go. So let's get into it. Let's talk about predictions because I just talked a lot uh, about a great event oh, and the Lincoln stuff is in the show notes, whatever. Predictions. Now, I wasn't sure I was going to do predictions, but I kind of tossed one off there on LinkedIn uh, just to kind of do it because it was kind of like, oh, that seems like a thing. Why, you know, huh. And I threw it out there. It's like two sentences, and it got 16,000 views. I swear if you took a zero off that thing, I'd still be stunned. I don't know what the hell happened there, but it seemed to have legs. It kind of said to me. Yeah, I guess I should do a couple predictions here. So here we're going to get into some predictions, and yes, I'll even steal my own prediction from that post, but we'll get to that later. The first one is industry-focused. It is the inside baseball. It's the stuff that my friends Chad and Cheese would talk about, and that is the big fight for 2019 is coming. It's coming. 2019 is the year that Indeed and Glassdoor figure out how that marriage works. They figure out how to use each other. They decide on what their their strategy moving forward is. They develop the products, they integrate them. Whether they're separate channels, I don't know. But you're gonna see, in some capacity, the jobs on Indeed on Glassdoor and the ratings from Glassdoor on Indeed. Or maybe they merge into a single site. Maybe it's IndeedGlassdoor.com. I don't know. Go buy that domain, see if it's available. That'd be fun. Um, maybe they come up with a third pro- a product I've never thought of. But there, 2019 is the year that bad boy launches, and then it becomes a fight because that's the same time that Google gets serious. Because right now, for whatever reason, Google and Indeed just have decided to fight each other, and I'm loving it. Um, Google is still not kind of crack in the market. It's got so much potential because I feel like they're not investing in it in terms of expecting people to search for things but I swear if you search job titles with the word job at the end of it, bam, on Google, there goes Google search engine for jobs and it's pretty darn good. Um, It's gonna start to eat into a lot of margin and a lot of traffic for other career sites and as you, as a professional, start getting serious about your ATS and figuring out how to get your feeds straight onto Google Google for Jobs and getting your schemas straight, and go Google that, which is weird, um, on what I'm talking about, but you've got to get your schema straight to make sure it's there. Otherwise, you're going to have to pay somebody else to put them on there, and that's no fun. You have plenty of better uses for that cash. Um, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be Google versus the Indeed Glassdoor monster and there's a third fight waiting to happen, that is, where does LinkedIn fit in all of this? What is Microsoft gonna do? I still, my prediction is that Microsoft isn't going to make any big moves on LinkedIn, it's just gonna milk that particular cash cow. It's just gonna say, we are going to be the Rolodex of business, yeah, we'll plug that data into Outlook, and yeah, we'll make it a plugin, we'll do a we'll stuff, but they're not gonna make any sweeping changes on LinkedIn. You, I will notice, though, based on that prediction I made, I referenced earlier, I took that same prediction and threw it on Twitter and I got crickets, I think I got one like. I put it on LinkedIn, I got 50, 60, 70 likes, I can't remember, but 16,000 views. What the hell's happened at LinkedIn? When I posted my employer brand manifesto, something that was bigger, it was meatier, I was following LinkedIn's rules, I was posting the content within LinkedIn's uh, content production space, right, their, their bloggy system, the thing that they say, hey, if you want more people to see it, use our system. I said, great. I want more people to see this. I used your system. And I got, like, i am going to do the math? I got 900 likes on the manifesto and 4,000 views. But a little tweet that is inside of LinkedIn gets 60 likes and 16,000 views. My thinking is the process by which LinkedIn starts to see and think about content is shifting. If I did what they want, what they wanted me to do, and I worked by their content rules, they should have promoted and pushed my manifesto. Like crazy. It should have tagged every single signal. It's a nice long post. It's nice and meaty. There were lots of names connected to it. There were lots of likes on it. There was lots of sharing. There was lots of conversation. All the things that should signal to LinkedIn, this is an important post. You want to push this out, relative to, say, some of the other crap I spew, right? But they didn't. But they saw the tweet, and that thing went crazy. LinkedIn, I think, is changing its strategy. I think it's going to start downgrading. I think it's realizing that its third or fourth partial head nod towards the importance of groups is, you know, just lip service. Groups isn't working, their content play. Is going to evolve. It's not going to be about big blog posts, but it's going to be about small chatter. It's going to be about, it's going to be a a tweet feed. It's going to be a Twitter feed inside of, instead of, of big articles. And I think that shift means people are going to, they're trying to focus and get people to stay on the platform a little longer. Why? So they can serve them ads that are incredibly expensive. That's the stra- the, tr- the strategy, I think. That's my prediction. I have no insider knowledge about that, whether that's true or not, but based on my experience with it, I think that's their strategy. That's my prediction. What does that mean for you? Well, it means if you're going to buy LinkedIn recruiter seats, I guess you got to buy LinkedIn recruiter seats, but the value of ads might be going up but that's okay because frankly what they're charging for ads relative to other things is kind of it's, it's a surprising number it's a it's a little little expensive uh, for me anyway but that's how i would do it but i'm you know that there's lots of cases in which ads make the most sense and even the expensive ones make a lot of sense in the right cases the problem is most hr and recruiters don't know how to know which case is which and i think linkedin takes a little bit advantage of that but there you go so there's my big predictions from a from an industry standpoint the glassdoor Indeed, Monster will fight Google and LinkedIn will kind of keep it small and focus on bolstering its audience, its its Rolodex audience within Microsoft to just keep growing steadily and hope that that fight doesn't connect with them. Everybody knows they have jobs. They're like the number two or number three job board, but frankly, you don't go there for the jobs. You go to other places for the jobs. Okay. That's my big industry prediction. What else? Let me take a look at my notes. I took some notes. yeah, you know what? I'm gonna make the the most safe prediction of the world. Yeah, you're just gonna see more AI and bots. There, I said it. You're just gonna see more of them. It's just going to be so easy, and I've seen a couple of these. It's so easy to test the waters. I dropped a bot on a blog when at my last job, literally it was a WordPress blog. All I had to do was drop a drop a JavaScript tag into the template, into the header of something, it embedded a chat bot into the entire blog and what it did is it read the blog. It read the entire website and if you asked it a question, it would try and say, based on what's in this site, here's what I think you're asking for. And frankly, it did an okay job. It wasn't amazing, but what was amazing was how easy it was to install. If you have to change your entire life to make bots and, and AI work, you're not going to do it. But if it's easy as pie, if it's easy as fruitcake, you're going to tra- take a shot. You're going to take a, a pilot. You're going to see what happens, and you're going to be impressed. And you're—they're just simply going to migrate. This—it's going to happen. So be prepared be prepared when your boss says what are we doing about ai and bots go do some investigation and find a couple that you like or hey maybe be proactive and throw a couple at them to say hey this might be interesting to test to see what the impact is you know whether it's scheduling whether it's content searching whether it's job searching the bots that try and replace recruiters that try and do everything soups to nuts no don't get there yet not Yet, Some of them can do it, but they really do require a complete and utter sea change of your strategy, of your technology stack, of all this stuff. Take your time on those. If you're going to get sea, that's a that's a strategy shift, not just a tool shift. So if you're going to change your strategy, I, that makes sense. But frankly, if you're just testing the tools, try one of these smaller ones to see the impact, because I think they're going to work. So far so good? Fantastic. But if you can't get enough of this stuff, I have some news. You can bring the James Ellis experience to your event or company. Just go to jamesellis.us and learn about all the kinds of custom presentations I can build and deliver for you or your team. But if it's time to get some hands-on help with your employer branding, recruiting, and hiring, either from the ground up or some strategic support, I would love to help. Just reach out to Proactive Talent or ProactiveTalent.com. That's where I work, and we can help you hire better. Cool? Cool. All right, let's get back to it. Here's another safe uh, prediction. Blockchain goes nowhere. Can we stop talking about blockchain now? Because I'm cool with it. Blockchain made no sense in HR. It was a solution in search of a problem that did not exist. It was something cool over, you know, if you've noticed, Bitcoin has pretty much flatlined. It's going nowhere. It dropped in the the spring from its high, and now it's sitting in something boring and not making much change. There's no volatility. No one's really excited about it. You're not going to hear much chitter-chatter about it. It doesn't make any sense. It's going to be as exciting as the new version of HTML6 when they come up with that, meaning it's going to be a thing some people use, but you on the outside will never, ever know that you're touching it. Okay? There's my next prediction. Okay, so this is the prediction I made on LinkedIn, and it was, you know, I I, I feel it sincerely. I agree, um, but I, you know, I think it hasn't been said. Though, frankly, having put it out there, I saw some interesting responses, and I'll I'll talk about that for a second. The the prediction is this is the year a handful of companies get serious and decide. You know what? The reason H the reason recruiting is in HR is anachronistic. It is a legacy and a holdover. It is the festigial result of when the management of Hiring people was roughly that of paper pushers, just like what HR can do. What HR, you know, often has is relegated to, for better or for worse, it's a whole separate conversation, to my HR people who I love. I'm sorry, that wasn't meant to be uh, antagonistic. But, you know, if your job is to say, collect all the resumes, stick them in a folder, pick three and hire them, that's, yeah, that makes perfect sense to stick in HR because you can just call it people stuff. Though, frankly, it could just be much clerking as anything else. But when the job of a recruiter is to build relationships, when the job of a recruiter is to... Um, have conversations and to source and to understand the subject matter to which they were recruiting to change and evolve, it doesn't make any sense for them to live in HR anymore. Where are they going to live? Yeah, they could live in marketing. I think that's possible. But I think more likely companies are going to experiment with getting them out from under any HR whatsoever and having a chief talent officer to report directly to the CEO you can have a chief people officer and they're managing the people who exist. And there's definitely going to be some crossovers with a chief talent officer, but really it's about how do you manage the talent? Not the people, not their benefits, not when you hire and fire them, not the, the, the paperwork, not the stuff that keeps you from being sued, but how do you attract and keep talent? I think it's going to, there's some companies are going to try sticking it under the CEO. Or, alternatively, they'll st- start sticking it inside the business, meaning it reports to head of sales or it reports to head of product or, you know, one of those things. That's where that's going to live. Why? Because if you're hiring marketers, you should not be beholden to the way HR and recruiting thinks about things, but you should be beholden to your customers, that is, the rest of the marketing team or the rest of the sales team or the rest of the accounting team or whoever you're hiring for. So you might... It might be a messy kind of matrix situation where you have four bosses and they're in three different teams, but that's where your, your clients are. That's where recruiting's customers really are. And the better embedded they are in those spaces, the better they're going to be able to recruit. And I think a handful of companies are going to try this, and it's going to, that experiment is going to drive so much of the conversation in 2020 and 2021. Having posted that, someone said this is actually happening in Europe already. Which I think is fascinating and I can't wait to see how that happens. I'm not thrilled that Europe is, as per usual, taking the 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 the, the reins of employer brand leadership. I'm gonna be a little patriotic if that's the thing I guess I can say and say that why aren't we doing some of this stuff? Why aren't we pushing the balance? But apparently they're gonna keep taking the leadership from us, so there you go. Um so US companies, get up on that. Make that happen. I think it's a real thing. I think it's a real power in that, and I think removing I mean think of Think of in any big company, you've got the HRIS system and all your management of people and how many of those systems have a recruiting module, not recruiting software, recruiting plug-in, recruiting module, ATS add-on. Man, do you feel like a second-class citizen or what? You're not even part of the software, you're an add-on. You're an, oh yeah, I guess I forgot to add, or hey, here's a freebie, do this. That sucks. Maybe that's half the reason why ATSs are atrocious these days. Like, That's new. But if what happens when recruiting? And talent has its own ear to the CEO and say, look, we'll integrate with those systems, but we want to pick our own systems. We want to pick systems that allow us to get our story out, to get our message out, to engage in conversations that are tracked, to connect with bots, to connect with tools, to make sure that we're optimized to what we do, not about sheer size, but about how many conversations can we have and how many relationships can we build. How do we activate those relationships? How do we do all the hard work of recruiting before we need to actually recruit the person? That's a whole different system. And the way it is now, if you were beholden to HR who has no power of pocketbook because they're the last in line to get budget money, that kind of thinking never happens. Meanwhile, the company says how incredibly important talent acquisition is, and yet somehow they feed them crumbs. Yeah, that's not, that's not maintainable. So I think that's one of the shifts that are going to happen. Next prediction. Okay, going to make a little leap here. I haven't seen this yet. So I think it's going to happen this year, and that is, an employer brand campaign is going to win a major marketing or branding award that is not part of the employer branding conversation. Meaning, there are plenty of great employer brand awards, but there are also branding and marketing awards for consumer side. And I think this is the year somebody really nails one of these campaigns and is nominated might actually win in the broader consumer marketing, brand marketing space that we're not relegated to the ghetto of employer brand, we're not relegated to the ghetto of recruiting, that we're not you know, siloed off into this little subspace that people say, ah, oh, it doesn't matter, that we are not the part of the employer brand or recruitment marketing conversation, that we are truly part of the marketing conversation. I expect this year someone to at least get nominated, and I frankly, I think, given the position that people allow employer brand recruitment marketing to take meaning here's an actual person here's an actual person doing actual jobs who has actual emotions and can maybe actually feel you make, make you actually feel actual emotions that has more power than here's a clever take on how to sell pizza here's a clever take on why you should buy a chair which is what most of marketing is they have to rely on that cleverness because it's a chair it's a it's a soda it's a it's a cereal. It's a it's a pizza. You know, It's an engagement I'm going to have for about five and a half seconds. I'm going to enjoy it and walk away and forget about it. But the people allow you to tell a deeper and more meaningful story. We talked about that two or three episodes about the power of employer brand is actually the brand, right? I think this might be the year in which that really makes, not just makes sense, but is seen as, hey, those employer brand folks, they are smart and they're telling an interesting story that we need to get in on. And I think the awards is the, is the best way you see that. All right, last bit of predictive, predictive stuff. Uh, it's three cups of coffee, people. Come on, give me a break. Um, And that is, so I keep an eye on employer brand jobs that are opening, right? You know, if you don't know, there's the EB hashtag, EB jobs hashtag. Um, uh, You know, they're out there. You can see them. This is an industry small enough that you can see shifts that are happening. But I think you're going to see less people looking for specialists and more people and people looking for managers. I think the market for director level and above titles for employer brand and employer branding and recruitment marketing are going to become more of the norm yes they will also have to hire specialists to enact and support and drive some of the work those they're going to do but right now for the most part man that's a broad brush most of the you know, people who are in charge of Global Employer Brand, they sit in a management role, not a director role. And I think that's going to change. I think people, the company is going to realize that the shift in thinking and the shift, the evolution, the catalyst for all the good stuff that's going to happen in recruitment marketing and in recruiting happens in employer brand. It happens because of employer brand. And so they're going to want to feed that catalyst. They're going to give them that catalyst the most fuel. And one of the ways you do that is to elevate the title and say, look, this isn't a role filler. This is a choice in strategy. You pick and choose to put someone in a director role and you fill director roles at a strategic level. You don't say the job is X, so we'll put someone who knows how to do X. What you say is we don't quite know what the job is going to do, so we're gonna pick someone who can tell us what the job should be. That's really the difference between a director and a mar- and a manager, right? Manager just manages what's given and maybe has 10% of their time is dictating, hey, have we thought about this? Or how do we expand this? And, and kind of having good, smart, strategic conversations, the director's job inverts that. Most of their time is about saying, look, if we break the concept of what you want this role to do down into how do we extend our reach and making sure more people see more of our message and absorb it in a way that actually aligns with our stuff, that has to be at a higher level. That has to be at a conversation which they actually get to see the CEO and they actually get to talk to leadership now and then. And that doesn't happen in a manager's role. It can't, right? I've always made the joke, and I think I've made it here at least twice, that As an employer brand manager, if I was actually responsible for all the things that I could impact, I'd be the CEO and I wasn't. This is an extension of that thought process. That is to say, title elevation is going to be real. You're simply going to see more people either being promoted into directorships or being hired at the directorships because the business will start to realize what an outsized impact that role can have on the concept of talent and they'll start to say, you're gonna feel the squeeze, right? They're gonna say, we keep begging for more hires and recruiting is spinning its wheels and doing it as fast as they can and we keep investing in more tools and more bodies and it's it's not scaling at the level. It's not really kind of hitting that hockey stick approach and if you're in business, you understand what I'm talking about. And if you're recruiting, you should learn these ter- terms but to have that, that, that kind of um, inclination change where the hockey stick kind of goes up a lot more as the sense is, as you put more bodies on, you get X percentage more value. The goal is not to have it, that, that becomes a linear scale. For every recruiter you add on, you get ten percent, you get X percent more value. Re- employer brand. An employer brand strategy changes that model where the X can be 2X and 3X and 4X for each person added. And what they're going to see is maybe it makes more sense to invest in a higher level employer brand person and not just throw recruiting bodies at the problem so that the employer brand can make sure what they're doing makes recruiters more valuable. That's a, that's how businesses think, right? That's how they should be approaching these problems and I think this is the year you start to see that and it manifests itself in title elevation, right? That's what I think it is. Okay. So let's sum it up. And that is, first off, Indeed and Glassdoor. That'll be a, that'll they will kind of finally merge and have a, a clear direction in mind. They will fight Google for jobs. It'll be fantastic. Those are the two big. Those will be the two big job boards duking it out, and everybody else can kind of fight over the crumbs. And one of those crumb fights is going to be LinkedIn because they're not job board dependent. They don't. They just take your feed and do whatever. They have a different value model. So how do they live inside that model? fantastic interest. Very interesting. Second, AI on bots. Time to just pick one. Try it out. Do it. See how it works for you. It's just too easy to not do it and the impact potentially could be huge and at some point in the next year after that, you will want to think about changing your strategy to make AI on bots just a natural extension of what you do. Three, blockchain is stupid. Moving on. Four, Pulling, recruiting, and employer brand out of HR and moving it either closer to the business or more connected to leadership. I really think somebody's going to, a couple of companies are going to do that for real. Then uh, the next one is moving, I'm sorry, first marketing award, either for nomination or a win. I think that's pretty serious. And then finally, title elevation. Lots more directors and senior directors coming up, I think, that's my money. But of course, I make exactly no money and win nothing from these predictions, so there you are, enjoy my grain of salt. That said, if you're looking for my kind of help, either to come to your event and speak and tell you guys, hey, let's try a different way. I had a great time at a client two weeks ago, uh, really sparking their business managers, their hiring managers, and their recruiters. We had a great two-hour conversation. Um, Hope to talk to them more. If you just want straight up consulting help, go to employerbrand.consulting. That's who I am. That's where I am. Come find me, see what we can do, and let's find a way to work together. That said, coming up on the end of year, um, I'm not sure what I'm talking about for the rest of the year. I got a couple ideas, but they need to germinate and gestate, and I got a big, big, big project coming out soon, assuming I can finish it this year because, you know, we talked about it. December gets quiet. You got to do some cool stuff during December, you know, just to make sure you're you're setting up 2019 for when you're busy to feed the machine. Well, I decided to feed it a big steak, apparently. Um, And it's, I only say that because it smells like brisket in here, Mm, making dinner already. So I'll see you next week. Talk to me, ping me. Remember, if you want the uh, $200 credit for $200 uh, discount on Talent Brand Summit, find me. I will give it out. Um, Otherwise, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Gotta go. Bye. Well, the music means you've made it to the end of another episode of the Talent cast. If this was useful to you, do not keep it a secret. Share it with your team, share it with your boss, share it with your networks. I don't know. Share it with your mom. Uh, if you have questions you'd like me to answer on a future show or just you know, general ideas about how to make this thing better, just ping me on Twitter. You know, I'm at the War for Talent at the War for Talent. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.